Warning, the following podcast contains cross language and, and, and the presses. Mmm, presser. <laughs> A martini shaken. No! Positively shocking. Welcome to Shaking on Nerd, the official podcast of the Podfix Network, where we suck your dick for a router. <laughs> <laughs> if you like it. Uh, I'm uh, Duty Dutrum, the host, and with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, or ho-hosts, or... Pogos. <laughs> Pogos. Bounce, pocket, pocket, jump up, down, up. We haven't had pre-workout. <laughs> I swear. Um, with me as always is the beautiful Tom. Hello. I feel so like liberated right now. We're actually standing. We're mixing it up again. We're a very ergonomical workforce. Well, well, yeah. well, last time we were sitting on the couches and then now we're standing. We're mixing it up. I feel so limber. <laughs> I feel like I should do things with my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> oh, and uh, that beautiful voice, of course, is Ian, the huge Footlong Johnson. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it's good to be back, and it's uh, good to be good. Good stuff. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. good. It's good. It's good. It's, it's good. Out of all good. the adjectives, good. <laughs> Out of all the adjectives, meh. <laughs> and speaking of meh, let's move on to meh talk. Meh talk. Meh talk. Meh talk. I challenge you to meh talk. Yeah, no, hit the thing. Hit don't the, don't let the, me sing it. That Meh. one? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to... Challenge you to a dancer. Meh. <laughs> no trash talk, no back walk. On the black top, just me. Meh. <laughs> no cat calls, no tag teams, no mascots. Right now. Meh. Man talk. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, standing up, I had to fight the desire to jump on the floor just then. Jump on, on the floor. <laughs> get on the floor, not jump on the floor. Yeah, but I would have jumped onto the floor to get up to the floor. You're standing on the floor. <laughs> what? <laughs> the floor is lava. <laughs> We're all fine. I'm fine. Um, uh, Mr. Commons, what have you been up to? Not a lot, to be perfectly honest. I finally saw Thor Ragnarok. And, and what was your thoughts? I very much enjoyed <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> when did, you, did you see that on Thursday? Or? I did see it on Thursday. Wow. Which is actually where that the name of that day comes from, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, no, I didn't. I saw it on Friday. I'm a liar. Uh, <laughs> For the sake of the joke, you saw it on Thursday. I, I saw it on Thursday. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I very much enjoyed it. Very much, though. What was your favourite part? Out of all the parts, with or without Thor, which part <laughs> did you think was good and which part left you a bit Thor? My favourite part was definitely... Piss off, ghost. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah, I loved Korg. I loved Korg, Korg so much. Sound like you had some kind of special connection to this hammer. The hammer pulled you off. <laughs> the hammer pulled you off, oh, bro. Uh, yeah, no, I, I liked most of it, and I know that some people were saying that parts of it fell flat. I personally didn't find that. I enjoyed the humor all the way through it, more so than a lot of other Marvel movies, to be perfectly honest. Hmm. Um, I think I think the humor was really good. I think our biggest um, problem was fuzzy. He was just stinking up the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the biggest problem I had was that there was maybe too much humor in it. Did you feel that, or was that? No, I loved no? it. I loved it every point, and I feel like Chris Hemsworth did it perfectly. I feel like that's what that character needed. 
Yeah, it and did. It did need a big shake up. That's for sure. So I'm glad they did that. Yeah, pairing those two together was perfect. 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 In. Uh, I break my little rake. Oh, little rake broken. Yeah. Um, the little I, little boy broken. <laughs> I like the both of you went and got a haircut today. A well, haircut. A haircut. I got mine uh, yesterday. But we're all looking fresh. He's got sneeze. He's got sneeze. Sneeze. Taxi. Mini orgasm. Yeah, Whoa. that explains the white shirt. <laughs> no, Chuck it under the belt. It was white before. <laughs> um, yeah, we all had a haircut today. Tom mm. and I happened to have a haircut at almost the exact same time in the exact same place. Werribee. Werribee. Yes. yes. That's definitely the suburb that we are from if yep. you wanted to look us up. Yep. Come down to Werribee. Mm. We'll meet you there. <laughs> South Werribee in we uh, live, Jamaica. We live That's at where we live. Werribee Zoo. That's where we live. <laughs> Werribee Zoo. Werribee Zoo. Well, you can find me with the hippopotamus. 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 <laughs> yes. Why have you got your arms behind your back? The pre work. As you said before, I, I actually don't know what to do with my hands. You're right. I need to hold on to myself yes. so in case I float off into space. Tom's uh, going wigging from side yeah. to side. It's kicked in. So, uh, yeah, we all had a haircut. Duty, your head is shaved again. Yeah, so... Like the uh, wonderful egg yesterday. you are. Yes. Tom and I both have a very similar haircut. Long on top, short on the sides. And beautiful mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, stop it. And I, before I went and got a haircut, I also went to the driving range with my father for from father bonding time. And now I have a blister on my thumb, so... <laughs> I'm a man. It's a beast. It's a man joke. And nothing gets you Maybe angry get a blister golf. on your thumb. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever tried to play golf before. It's a pretty niche sport. It's a pretty manly sport for yeah, man dog. Yes, and it is... Well, you can dress like a pimp, but no one Did you have a glove? Did you have a glove? No, I didn't. That's Yeah, why. that's your first mistake. Yeah. I went and played it without a glove a couple of months ago. Whoa, my hand. It hurts. I'm still talking yeah. about golf, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what have you been up to? Uh, me and the uh, the wife just came back from Wangaratta. We went up there for a wedding. So it was Tom who has appeared on one of our shows. Not you, Tom. Um, Tom. Good Tom. appeared on one. <laughs> um, so we went up there and that was that was pretty good. Um, I did get the, the random thing of... Um, Mon asked me to shave my head for the wedding because I look better with a shaved head. Yeah, she's wrong, but go on. Yes. What are you talking about? That head looks beautiful. Thanks, man. Mm. Mm, polish it up a little. I want to see That's That's head. the first thing I said. Like, it was stupidly fucking hot at this wedding because it was a big open sort of paddock area. And I was sweating profusely because I wore a coat instead of a suit jacket. Um, and Mon's like, your head's really shiny. I went, Homer, did you stick your head in the ball of shine? <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> my head was really fucking shiny. Wow. Um, yeah, so we just came back a couple of hours ago, so, yes. We had McDonald's for like the first time in quite some time as well, because you can't eat anything when you're driving for three hours. That is the best thing about driving, is that it gives you the perfect excuse to eat McDonald's. <laughs> Double uh, fill uh, it. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing else in the way, there's everything on the way, but McDonald's is what, yeah. that's Ma- what you get. Because yeah. there's only a few excuses, like, hungover, Mac is not doing anything, Mac is driving, <laughs> Mac yeah. is. Day of the week that ends in day. Mac is. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was my man talk this week. That's I think that's better. And Battlefront comes out in a couple of days. I'm Ooh. fucking excited, really excited to play that. Get excited. Mm. That's a Star Wars game, right? I vaguely remember you mentioning it every episode. Yes, vaguely. <laughs> um, like some people have got early access to it and they're just streaming it on Twitch. So I've just been watching the fuck out of it. Where? <laughs> yeah, this same morning. Does it look good? Watched. Yeah, 
and people really are giving good. it good reviews or um it seems to be that they're not touching or that the the single player campaign isn't open like they've locked it or something like that until yeah, it's released that's not surprising um but people seem to be enjoying the the multiplayer aspect of it especially now with classes like in battlefield yeah so it's a lot more teamworky you can more. you can you can if you play with mates you can work and yeah Big tactical. Yeah, sort of whereas thing. the first Battlefront kind it's of spawn die, spawn yeah. die. It's a bit more cotty. I didn't, I didn't play the first one, but I'm somewhat tempted to pick this one up. Well, I'll let you know how it is. Duty oh. will make you pick it up. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if speak, I know anything about speaking it, of duty. which, uh, I get um, if there's a if Tom's brother Matt has an Xbox problem, he'll message me saying like, "Oh, you know, how do you fix this? Or have you had this problem before?" And I convinced him to buy Battlefront on the Xbox Marketplace. The captain's edition or whatever to get it a couple days early and he's like fuck it mode engage and just board battlefront <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of video games we have a theme for this week oh. a weekly theme oh. that weekly theme is oh. our weekly theme oh. <laughs> our top five each video games yes nostalgia oh, oh. oh yes and <laughs> i'm going to give credit clue. credit to siobhan yes for the idea thank um, you very much. yes but enough about Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get her back on Harry Potter vs. Lord of the Rings. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. yeah. We'll make it happen. Mm. But yes, our top five nostalgia video games each. We've each got our own five video games. But yes. before we jump into that... What do we have? We have a news. Do we? It's our top ten news... It's the top ten news countdown! <laughs> I really regret doing this. Like at first, I thought it was such a good idea, like me singing, and I, I, I very quickly realised having to listen to myself sing every week. <laughs> That's why I didn't I, do mandolin. It's extremely painful. I still love it. Thanks, Tom. Still love it. Yes, it is the top ten news countdown. What does that mean, Mr. Johnson? That means it's time for number ten, or in Spanish, numero ten. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking. <laughs> I'm surprised that that's not your countdown as you go, numero 10. Numero ten. Water went up my nose. <laughs> uh, number 10. Uh, new hero coming to Overwatch. We got Moira, I Mo- believe her name. Moira. 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 I thought Why was... is, I'm trying to remember where I know this name from, Moira. Is that from it's a, a, it's a name. movie? Like my my neighbour in Murrumbina was Moira. No, that is not where... I, I did not remember <laughs> your neighbour from Murrumbina. <laughs> Why the fuck would I remember? No, from you some, may have met her from some movie or something. Like some, I'm feeling some childhood. She may have memory. brought over cakes. Moira, I don't know why. Keep talking amongst yourselves while I Google Moira and movies. No, don't bother. Oh, okay. <laughs> but either way, I always imagine Moira being like a '90s name or some old name. For but some reason. speaking of the name Moira, this character is like an evil scientist, and she's a healer DPS, mm. which looks pretty interesting. Very interesting. Mm. So for those who aren't into those kind of video games, explain what a healer DPS is. So healer is generally when someone Next is healing, yeah, they, they heal. DPS is they focus purely on doing damage. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. Damage per second. Yes. Six per second. Yeah. So you've got, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got a tank who essentially absorbs all the damage, healer who heals anyone who requires healing, and then... Damage who mm. focuses solely on just damaging people. Okay. So they're your main three. But then you get support, with support will be like defense and stuff like that. That's Overwatch term. I have to oh, say, okay. if she's a healer DPS, she must be, uh, let's get the technical term, squishy. You know squishy? No. Squishy just means essentially you have low health, which means that you die oh, okay. really easily. So oh, you're, you're okay. healer DPS, but it means that you need a tank. 
to mm. stop you from taking the damage. You need someone to stop them. Well, like that's it- a that's the thing in Overwatch as well. I don't <coughs> think there is a healer who can heal themselves unless it's like I think it's Anna who's the sniper. She can drop a healing grenade on her, like she has to throw it at her foot, and she can heal herself. But well, there is. Well, he's not a healer though, but he does heal himself, and that's Soldier Seventy Six. Roadhog. Oh. oh yeah, and Roadhog. Yeah. Look at that! I played a video game. But mind you, mm. he's not a healer. He's he a he's a tank. He's, he's not. A, he's yeah. a tank. Yeah. Tank or support. But yeah, if you head down to Chapel Street, you'll see a lot of people with really high DPS. Just girls walking around. Just well, <laughs> move along. Right, move right. along. Next one. Push the button. Fair enough. Numero nine. Number nine. Rumors. Great Fleetwood Mac album. <laughs> 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 um, yes. So rumor is that uh, rumor the has it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is not a good rumor. One. <laughs> no, Fleetwood Mac. Yes, what you just sang. No. <laughs> Who sings that song? Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> so rumor by Fleetwood Mac um, came out in 1974. I don't know. Um, so no, the the rumor is that uh, the a character has been revealed for Suicide Squad, where the squad is deployed to go retrieve a, a deadly weapon, and that deadly weapon is the rock. <laughs> there's, there's I know, I know guns the actual, and he has a t- I know the actual story, but it would be so much better if it was just The Rock. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> like, not Black Adam, it's The Rock. <laughs> we need, it's, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We need you to retrieve some weapons of mass destruction, and then he's just The Rock standing there. These guns! <laughs> intensely. Um, Suicide Squad, like the new member of the Suicide Squad's Ron Perman, like, not Ron Perman, fucking Ron Burgundy. My God, look at the size of those guns. Bet I can outbench him. <laughs> He's just not wearing a shirt. <laughs> but yeah, so the rumor is that uh, Black Adam will appear for Suicide Squad. Um, thoughts? So does that make him the villain or. He's a bit of an anti hero, like, sort of like a Deadpool. Like, he can be a bad guy, he can be a good guy. Okay. But, like, if they're going to retrieve him, I'm assuming that he's locked away somewhere, so he's not actually going to be the villain. The villain, Maybe yeah. he's sort of like the instance of, like, Men in Black. Like, they keep the rock in the in the boot of the car, and they pull him out of the boot of the car when there's the big action scene at the end, and then they put him back in the boot of the car. Know what I mean? So the rock How is... did your head go to that? Well, because yeah. I, thought, I thought of weapons, and I watched Men in Black the other day. And, um, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, like... Think about it, like, something big's gonna happen, they go get Black Adam to help be the weapon and fucking defeat evil, and then they put him back in the boot of the Ford escape, the Ford bloody thingy and drive off. You know what I mean? No. They let him out. You are new idea at the start of the movie. They go and get Dwayne the Rock Johnson, they put him in the boot of their car, <laughs> they fight the main villain and go, and Will Smith- don't worry, we got something for this. Well, there's a connection. Will Smith uses him as a weapon, he cocks him and fires him. There you go. You cock the rock. Moving cock along. The rock. <laughs> cock the rock, Johnson. <laughs> oh, move along. Just move along. Just move, move along. Just move along. Number eight. Speaking of rumours, mm. there is a possible possible, Pro- possible. possible uh, that there is going to be a film, not a film, a uh, television series based in the Middle Earth world <laughs> thing. Middle Earth. <laughs> Middle Earth. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Um, thoughts? Would you like to see a, a, a Game of Thrones-esque sort of show based in Middle Earth? Do you think it's because of Game of Thrones? I think it's got to be because of it's got to be because of Game of Thrones, right? And that's why they're thinking. I reckon that. Yeah, I reckon it is. But I also think there's not enough good TV series that are based in fantasy worlds like that. Not like Uh, Once Upon a Time is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
But I yeah, I agree. Merlin. I, I'm just naming really shit medieval shows now. <laughs> Thirty rock. It definitely has Thirty, 30 rock. rock. Medieval. Can't yeah, the rock no, yeah. So I, I, I am excited for it. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, what we do know is that it's probably going to be based in the say it for me. So. Oh. Middle Earth? Samarillion. Samarillion. Oh, Samarillion. 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 In the Yemen. The Yemen, yeah. Salmon in the Yemen. 310 to Yuma? Huh? What? Anyway, yes. There's a lot of potential there. Lots of good characters and really interesting world. I just hope they can pull it off, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's not easy to pull off, but... I'd like to see it in Middle Earth, but not in areas we've seen. So, like, we've seen Gondor, we've seen Erebor, and stuff like that. I think that's what they're thinking. I'd like to see, like, Agmar. They're not going to retell the Lord of the Rings story in TV format. No. If you want to do that, just watch the extended versions and stop after every 20 minutes. exactly. (laughs) And that's about 10 seasons. (laughs) Yeah. If you want The Hobbit, there's another 10. Yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, set it in in Agmar. Like, we hear of Agmar, but we never see it. Yeah. No, that'd be kind of cool. And I I think what I'm looking forward to it... The most is actually the practical effects side of things. I love practical effects. I think when they're done right, they look It was done awesome in Lord of the Rings. Exactly, and that's what I want to see. Not so good in The Hobbit. No, because it was all CG until they were holding something physically. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I personally, I love the art of practical effects. I love bigotures. I love... Pikachus. Yes. Do you guys know what bigotures are? Uh, it's a rat type I'm electric just Pokemon. A bigot Pikachu. <laughs> bigot. <laughs> yes, I've spoken about this on the show before, haven't I? Bigots, bigotches. You know, there's some all tingly. That's pre-workout. <laughs> Didn't happen last time because it wasn't diluted that much. Um, the bigotches are essentially miniatures that are big. Oh yep, yep, yep. So thing, uh, okay. and they're doing it a lot in movies these days. And I didn't realize until I saw something on YouTube the other day that the new Blade Runner film was actually made with bigotures as well. That wasn't all CG. Wow, oh, cool. Yeah, so okay. the cityscapes and everything are all made as. A uh, Weta Workshop did that as well. Weta Workshop did it, yeah, and they use little LED lights to make the world really come to life. It's I love it. It's a it works really well. And you think they would do that with a TV show? Bigotures, no, no, but practical effects, yes. I think you we're going to see orcs, obviously, are going to be made with practical effects again. I wouldn't be surprised if they reached out to Weta Workshop to do it. Yeah, and if, if it's filmed in New Zealand as well, it's... It's it's going to be Weta Workshop. Well, imagine yeah. they would. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is, if it is set within between the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit timeline, at least in that timeline, you can bring uh, Ian McShane back for a one-off as a Gandalf or something. Yeah. Just as, like, as a one-off, like not as a series regular, but like how they had... Um, I think Samuel Jackson's in the first episode of Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. Mm, I think mm. he was in a couple here and there. Did I say Ian McShane? Yeah, Ian McShane. I was like, what? Ian McKellen. <laughs> but Ian McShane would be pretty good in that Ian universe. Ian McShane would actually. be pretty cool. He'd be good in that universe. But yes, I would. I think it would be a fantastic TV show if it has a good plot there and it has good practical effects. It can work. I just hope they don't rush it and just go, no, we want Lord of the Rings. Pump it out quickly. Bless. God. Sneeze. Sneeze. Bless you. Like, <laughs> Sneezer. You're a sneezer. Um, <laughs> what? what? I don't know. Move along. Move along. <coughs> what are we up to? Seven. Thanks. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, speaking of Blade Runner and Weta Workshop <laughs> and sneezing. Um, <laughs> Here for uh, Helmsman Dennis... Vl- v- 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 <laughs> I believe in you. Coella Deville um, has taken his name out of the running of Bond 25 as director. 
Uh, I believe you said Daniel Craig wanted yes, the guy who Daniel did- Craig wanted Denny Villeneuve. I can't say his surname. Ventura. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And he actually said, the director actually said, didn't he, said that he would love to do a Bond film. He's a fan of the franchise. Yep. However... Um, for a long time now, he's been attached to this project of remaking a Dune film, so he won't be able to do it, at least this time around. I believe that he probably will do one in the near future, but it won't be this one. But Let's have Michael Bay do a Bond film. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Slow motions. But, but, but we dare. know how much you love Michael Bay. If he touches my franchise... You no. do you're really going to him. You're going to join the piss off Transformers and piss off Ninja Turtle fans. Yes, mm. I love Ninja Turtles as well. Why does he have to ruin everything? Um, yes, but well, I'm my brother. To, they're good films. I'm looking forward what? to doing the. Yeah, he likes his films. Slap Sorry, him. slap him. Look, your brother's wrong. But yeah. yes, I'm actually looking forward to Denny's version of Dune. I think that'll be a really interesting film. The f- original film was not good, but. It has a really good, interesting world there, uh, based on the popular video game and book series. I believe yeah. it's books as well. Yeah, I think it is books yeah. as well. Okay, next. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Number six. There was a new Deadpool poster. What's that? With my favourite things. What favourite things? Turkey. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and a window. All the things you and can... And a wall. All the oh, things that... The wall. <laughs> and a sweat dropping down my bar. <laughs> I was going to say, all three of those things I want to lick. <laughs> my ball. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do you have three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just reminds me of Austin Powers. Let me just find my testicle. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is a new poster that, uh, that came out for uh, Deadpool 2, which is Deadpool serving a roast turkey to... The cast of essentially the first Deadpool film, um, with Cable at the head of the table, it looks kind of kind of funny. And what I'm cool. happy about this poster is that those characters are returning because yes. they were really good characters. They were. I f- believe Megasonic Teenage Warhead's coming back, and her hair's a bit longer as well. Like it's she short, really but her hair's that, that little bit longer. Mm. So she was really good in it. Mm. I'm glad she's returning. Yes, that's my own. Ellen from uh, Ellen Ripley from Alien Three. <laughs> Yes. 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 Moving right along. Number five. Speaking of Ellen Ripley and Alien 3, a movie that had a lot of reshoots, there's going to... Oh, she had a lot of reshoots. This was a shit film. Um, <laughs> there's going to be reshoots for the film All the Money in the World to remove Kevin Spacey from it. Yeah, so it's the- due to drop on the 22nd of December, which is not a long time away. New. No. Um, and obviously because of the controversy with Kevin Spacey, Ridley Scott has decided to reshoot all his shots and replace him, which Second. fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be curious to see how that goes. Cause that is such a short window to do it considering he's still aiming to meet that release date. Like, so reshoot yeah. and distribute that film yeah. internationally. That's I uh, think the time frame wise, I think they can shoot, they can shoot it very quickly. Ridley Scott is, is a very, very quick Turn around. Look at quickly. Well, Alien like, came out. Alien. He actually filmed the latest Alien movie very, very quickly. That explains um, a lot. It's just post production is what takes so long in these modern movies. Do you think? Um, well, that's the thing. That's, like, it's not going to be. It's not a scene that's heavy. Well, it's not going to be a CGI sort of film. It's yeah, a drama. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, drama from what mm. I can interpret of it. So, yeah, yeah. And apparently, Kevin Spacey was only there for shooting for ten days. So, so they'd probably be able to reshoot I it in two, three if they pump it out but real i think hard. the biggest thing is shooting it editing it redistributing it like sending yeah, it back out exactly mm. 
Mm. But I was going to say, do you think they could have done the um, had Marvel do the de aging for films? They could just like Photoshop Kevin Spacey's face, but that would be a yeah, that's going to probably another that's legal take That would probably longer. be more expensive. I'm imagining yeah. these reshoots in themselves are super no, expensive. No, they've, they've, they've got another actor. <laughs> twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Just twenty. They've got bucks. another actor, and I can't remember his name, but he's quite a well known actor as well. John Claude Van Damme. No. <laughs> they replace Kevin Spacey as Jean-Claude Van Damme like doing the splits randomly <laughs> oh, God move along. move along move along number four guys I don't know if you're aware of this but we are a nerdy podcast are we? what? apparently so I never knew well you think you'd know you designed our photos <laughs> <laughs> smart ass designed your photos yes yeah. of my big three balls <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, um, the Xbox One X was released over the past week, um, and it's getting pretty positive reviews. Um, it's essentially exactly I think IGN gave it like a... 9 out of nine? 10. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fair bit higher than what they gave the original Xbox One on release. Oh, exactly, really? yeah. The original Xbox One, I think, got around this 7.8 or 7.9. 7. And so, like what is this being compared to? Is it being compared to the PlayStation 4 Pro? It's being compared to it... the 4 Pro, the Xbox One S, and the standard Xbox. So, they even went to... IGN uh, went to fields in relation to running the Xbox One X and pointing a heat gun at it to see how hot mm. it gets. And it doesn't get as hot as an Xbox One X or a standard Xbox. Oh, so it's oh, not going to do One. the uh, 360 of melting its own circuits and yeah. red ringing on you. No. Yes, no. Well, thank God the fucking current Xbox One doesn't do that. But I think the number one reason why it's getting such a good score is value for money. Yeah. That's what I've seen is just what you get for what... Well, how much are we looking at dropping to pick up one of these bad boys? 650 Australian dollars, 500 US. Okay. And what you essentially get is a high-end gaming PC's quality. Yeah. So, really, what Australian-wise, you'd be paying at least $1,000, right, Mm. for a high-end gaming PC, and you're paying 600. Yeah. So the, that's the thing because they, they make no money out of this hardware. It's all no. out of the games. Yeah, exactly. The the negativity I'm seeing on it is that when you you are buying a high end console, but you're getting a standard controller, you're not getting an elite controller, which you should throw an elite controller in there. I would think. Um, as it's well, it's just not doable for that price. Mm. Those controllers are so expensive. Mm. They're fucking great though. Um, and the because it's playing everything in 4K and Ultra HD and stuff like that, the install size on games are bigger because of the extra performance they're putting out. So I think the size of uh, it was Middle Earth Shadow of War like doubled because it's a 4K and fucking yeah. all that sort of stuff. So you're still only getting a one terabyte hard drive. You think you'd have three or four or something bigger, which just would have pumped out the price even more. Mm. So uh, can you imagine like it's already hard enough to sell this console? I think because it's mid generation. Mm. Like it, to then ask people to pay what could potentially be another hundred dollars on top of that. Yes. Yeah. For a, a larger terabyte hard drive, or if swap that out for an elite controller, would just I'm, be too much. I'm just loving the amount of people that I'm hearing who are just like, "Oh yeah, I got one, I got one," and they're just like, "Now I need to buy a 4K TV." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but mind you, if you are playing it on a, on a standard high definition TV, you can still see the difference. Yeah, I can, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah, um, but still. Yes, let's move on to number three. Number three, fellas. Buddy. Oh. Hello, buddy. Um, there is a Star Wars TV series in the works for upcoming streaming services. Ooh. Ooh. What do Up- you think of that? Upcoming streaming services. Yeah, so Disney is actually going to make its own streaming service similar to Netflix. So they're going to take all their things from Netflix, though. So they're going to remove all that. And I think that's also going to stop production on... Oh, not production, but works like Daredevil TV series and Punisher and Defenders and stuff. 
I already have too many things taken out of my bank account. <laughs> I don't need another one. Disney owns so many properties that this is going to be such a good streaming service. It's going to be real good for like parents as well because you're going to have all those animated movies on there. Just going to have. It's going to be good. They, they own so much. There's so many versatile products. There. And if you put it at like say five dollars Australian or something, like, everyone's going to get it. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, I feel like so back in the day, like there used to be when limitations. I was a young when I was a young warthog, um, there used to be like limitations on what media you could own. Like companies had, like you could have a TV and a newspaper, but you couldn't have a radio station, like yeah. that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, but now I'm concerned that with these new platforms and all that sort of thing, there's nothing limiting people like Disney who can just come in and just destroy competition. Yeah. Which I think is going to happen. Like Disney what? seems to be throwing their weight around. <laughs> That's for sure. They seem to be definitely... Uh, imagine if, like, Disney buys McDonald's. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jesus. <laughs> That's good. I'd get so many Happy Meals. <laughs> they won't be called Happy Meals. They'll be called, like, Mickey Mouse Meals. Oh, oh. They'll be MMMs. Uh, sorry, continue. And then they buy M&Ms. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Ian? Carrying no, on. I've got nothing to say. I don't <laughs> want to say anything else. Number dos. Number dos. Number two. Speaking and of correction, numero two. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of number dos, Disney has uh, is possibly going to purchase some assets from Fox. Um, one of the big things is Disney actually wants to purchase Futurama, I believe. Oh, okay, that is very interesting. And Futurama is actually quite popular, and it, it's it stopped film. It's stopped. It's over. But it didn't stop because of Fox wanting to stop it, did it? Didn't it? Well, they, brought it, because, they brought it back. Yeah. And then it didn't it popular. end the second time because they didn't have, it, they just they didn't have the same writers it. or something like that. I think it wasn't as funny as the original four seasons. Oh, well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, if they really want Futurama and then they just retcon all of the newer ones and just go back to the end of season four and start it up again, that would be interesting. I think the series ended... why do ended- they want it so bad? I feel like, like for Disney to be like, we want that property, that seems strange because Disney can have whatever property they want almost at this point in time. Well, maybe it's, I think maybe it sits in a demographic that they don't currently have any offering to. Like, they don't have any... Like, Futurama can be tailored to fit uh, to go to a Rick and Morty sort of audience if they do the right thing with it. And That's they actually don't. a good point. Yeah. I didn't actually think about comparing to Rick and Morty, and it is very similar vein mm. um, in that sci-fi adult cartoon world. Yeah, yeah, so almost. they they don't have anything to try and get that market, try and get that... That means Disney viewership. also might get The Simpsons. Oh, okay. And then you've got possibly like more your Simpsons. Like I feel like a, a kid can watch The Simpsons. Mm. That's that. But like Futurama is more enjoyable when you reach that sort of early teenage years because you yeah. understand some of the like naughty jokes. But even yeah. the, even The Simpsons sort of had that. I haven't watched any of the recent ones. But the old ones, you go back, and then I sometimes piss myself laughing because there's a point in it that I had never gotten before as a kid, mm. and as an adult, it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like when he says, "It's you to us, not you to you." And I was like, "Ha!" <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Our final one. Our final one. If it works. Number one. Guys, you know my favorite card name. Card game is Uno, right? <laughs> Uno Attack. That has nothing to do with this piece of news. Um, <laughs> so, Ryan Johnson is to uh, write and direct a brand new Star Wars trilogy. This is pretty massive news, and it only just came out a couple of days ago. Yes, yes. Friday. Hot press. off the presses. Hot off the presses. The presses. The Pez dispenser? Yes. Yes. That's how we get all our news. We just have a big Pez dispenser. <laughs> we pull back the head and see what pops out. 
Sometimes yes. it's three balls. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's two. Yeah, so personally don't know how I feel about this. I'm concerned about Disney milking another franchise to A bit death. too much Star Wars. It is, it's going to be quite heavy. Um, but what I am happy about is that it's not a continual story. At least we get a trilogy, we get an end to a story, and then we get a new story. And that's what I am happy. If they're going to keep doing it, I like to have an end to a story before we move on to something else. As opposed yeah. to kind yeah. of what's happening at the moment with uh, with our 10 years that we've been dealing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe where we just get teased and teased and teased and you don't really get a nice... Ending. Ending? Yeah. Yeah. Which hopefully we're going to get with this uh, yeah. civil... Sorry. Star Wars. No. The Thanos. Infinity War. Thank you, Infinity War. Mind you, we also didn't say that Fox, uh, Disney could also <laughs> buy back X-Men and Futura- um, Futurama. Could buy back X-Men and Fantastic Four. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's why I'm not too upset about this new trilogy is that, you know, it'll be another self-contained story, so to speak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But... At the same time, it is kind of milking it a lot. We're going to get a new Star Wars movie every year. That's what's happening with the spin-offs as well. And then yeah. we've also got Marvel movies coming out every year or eight Multiple months. times a year, yeah. yeah. Marvel's going to own the box office. Yeah. Yes. That they already are, but even more so. Well, you would think that this giant piece of news that we have this week, this big Star Wars piece of news, directs and, and, and does the theme, the theme, Tom... Oh, there we go. The theme of this week would be related in relation to this big piece of news. And it is that, that um, the director of Blade Runner isn't doing Bond, he's doing Dune. So we're going to talk about our most nostalgic video games. <laughs> because I know nothing of Dune, but Ian might know nothing. It's giant sandworms. Yes. And saffron. And saffron. Saffron spice mining. Yeah. Mm, that's some good yellow rice, hey, duty. Fuck off. <laughs> so as we, uh, that's the theme. Oh, <laughs> you're keep up. Um, My skin's so tingly. That's pre-workout for you. Um, so the thing this week is we're going to talk about our most nostalgic video games. And <laughs> <laughs> My God, Ian! Could have been anyone. Very, very cassy. Yeah, yeah. It would, Ian. You've got three balls. But first up, <laughs> yes. But first, but first, we're going to uh, have a little message from the Podfix promo. Woo, break. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Question 17. When choosing a seat at a largely empty movie cinema, do you... A. Sit directly in front of another person. B. Sit right alongside a couple clearly enamored with one another. Or C. Take a seat away from other patrons that afford you a good you. If you answered A or B, fuck you. For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. A long, smooth shaft and three balls! <laughs> We're back, thanks listeners, for our little break there. They won't yeah. let me have Pepsi. No, <laughs> you don't need caffeine after having pre-workout. <laughs> That's like having Coke on top of Coke. I like Coke That's on top the of good Coke. Stuff. <laughs> no, not that Coke. <laughs> um, so we're going to judge each other and be, you know, yell at each other and stuff like that. In yes. relation to, we have all a top five list of most nostalgic video games. I flipped your piece of paper over so just to make sure. Yeah, because you've got to keep it secret, keep it safe. <laughs> it's a secret. Thanks, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McShane. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a top five 
of uh, most nostalgic video games, and we get to rip on each other. Who goes first? You. Yeah. Why do I go first? <laughs> because you were speaking. Because I thought we were going to be friendly, and then you said that we're yeah. going to rip on each other, so you yeah, can go first. You can go first. All right. I thought we were going to be... What's your number five? My number five of most nostalgic video games, mm. it's not June, is, I don't know if you guys ever played it, I think you actually have my copy of it, Jurassic Park Project Genesis. I do have your copy of it. <laughs> He's had that copy for like 10 years. And still have never played it. I <laughs> have not heard of this Jurassic Park game. I had a Jurassic Park game on the Super Nintendo, which is like a top-down kind of, you played as like the characters and... No. Not the game we're talking about. No. Not the game we're talking about. <laughs> so watch Project Genesis. So Project Genesis was on the original Xbox and it was a like SimCity Zoo Tycoon sort of thing where you made a Jurassic Park. So, oh, so that's similar to what similar the one that's rebooting. Coming out. Yeah. I think we may have spoken about this before on here because I remember hearing about you mm. being evil. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> but like the, the game starts off in three sections. The first section is you choose your island or you make your island. So you actually get to build mountains if you want to build a mountain or oh, build cool. lakes and stuff. So you can actually make the terrain. Once you make the train, you're stuck with it, I believe. Then you do research. Build your own polygons. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, which, of course, the game had a great system of if uh, the visitors would only walk on a footpath, if you got rid of the footpath, they'd only walk on the one square they're standing on, and I'd just let the T-Rexes out of their cage and eat people. You're such a... So good. <laughs> I still remember the cheat code. It was up, left trigger, right trigger, you, down, left trigger, right trigger. You, see, you, you judge him, but you're a liar if you say you never had a swimming pool in The Sims and removed the ladder. Maybe. <laughs> or you gave no, him a lot of food and locked him in a room and took away the toilet. Yeah. No, I or that, was... that one neighbour you didn't like, so you built a wall around him. I was yeah. like a Harvey Weinstein in Sims. I used oh, to make him have whoa, sex, whoa, then pause whoa. it and move the bed. Jesus. It was all blurred, all right? It was all whoa, blurred. Until you put the tea in to remove the blur. <laughs> That's very concerning. You don't see anything. It was just pointing. <laughs> Just Sim City, bitch. Sim Sim City, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're next, motherfucker. What do you got, number five? My number five is Wolfenstein, the original 3D Wolfenstein. Um, My parents loved you and bought you a very old console to which you played. It was on PC, PC. it wasn't even on a console. Uh, My grandfather had an old PC and had basically DOS games on it, including Jill of the Jungle. Um, And one of the games on there was. 3D Wolfenstein. Oh, I thought which you were going to say Leisure Suit Larry, but okay. <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry. You have selected? No. <laughs> Would you like to try again? Your ball is in the parking lot. But anyway, yes, 3D Wolfenstein. Such a good game. Oh, all right. And you used to run up to walls and just hit space bar until you found secret walls. Yeah, that's right. They, yeah, they had yeah, secret yeah. walls, but they never advertised them. Or, yeah, you yeah. just had to walk up to walls and paintings and just hit the space bar and hope that it would open up and then you'd get all these coins and extra guns. And You still kind of get that in the current g- Wolfenstein games as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was such a good game. It was the first, I believe it's the first... Um, first first-person first shooter. First-person shooter yeah, it ever. Yeah. It was. Such a good game. Didn't really have any music track or anything. But oh, it did. It had a th- it had a theme. It wasn't as iconic maybe as like, in the, Doom. Maybe in the menu it did, but actually in gameplay, this was kind of before there was soundtrack during gameplay. It was interesting. Mm. 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 Loved it. Mm. Loved it. All right. We my, get to judge Tom. My number five. Well, we've we've all been quite nice to each other. Why are you judging me? Because you're wearing that shirt. Shirt sure. is fabulous. Yeah, it it, it is. has hula girls as skeletons and playing ukuleles hair. with fire, fire hair. It's a, it's a ukulele ghost rider. <laughs> certainly is. I want it. All right, my number five, my list is quite Nintendo 64 heavy, I must say, mm. is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Mm. Oh, that's nah, good. Such a good game. That's good. 
So the entire Almost game. Almost as good as Star Wars Pod Racer. Really quality. Hey, that was yeah, all right. The game was awesome. Yeah. Was that is a very highly yeah, rated game. So bad. Yeah, and, we're, we're and ripping was, on you and it's not. <laughs> and there was places where you could actually go and sit in the Pod Racer thing and play it. Yeah. So bad. It was awesome. No, but Rogue Squadron was awesome. I just remember flying in all your favorite ships. <laughs> Yeah. Doing, doing loop-de-loops. Uh, the, one of the cheat codes was tied up. If you put that in, got you got the TIE inter- Fighter. Oh, the, really? there was, a tie, was it tied up? was a TIE Interceptor, wasn't it? It was a TIE. It was, it was a- one of them. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a- it was a piano key necktie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm pretty sure one of the... Uh, and you Farm, Boy, the- Farm Boy gave you the Millennium Falcon. Sure. Yeah, and you got to do. There was a Darth. Uh, there was a Death Star map. There was a Death Star as well. Trench run. You could do the trench um, run. And then also, so you play. I don't remember what character you play as, but the last mission you get to play as Wedge Antilles. Yes, which was really cool. So it was. It was a really fun game and one of the best back so when Star Wars games were all good. Was it single player? No, or was it was a single player. Okay, you could do versus. Oh no, that was Rogue Squadron Two. You could do versus. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, really good game. Mm. Really good. Yeah, the first I think the first level was you played as Luke and you were like in the next wing and shooting uh, Wampress or something, weren't you, in Tatooine? Not in the first one. The first one I don't think you play as Luke at all. Okay. Oh, unless you do the um the trench run. Then you play then oh, if yeah, you have yeah, the X when yeah, you yeah, play as Luke. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's my turn, isn't it? Yes. It is. Oh. Your number four. My number four, I know Mr. Commons has played it, but I know Mr. Johnson maybe has played it. Um, is Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3. Oh. oh. And so many bad Dragon Ball Z games. Did you play hey, Budokai hey, 3? Hey, Budokai 3 was actually I pretty did. Budokai 3 was, I think, the last of the side-scrolling standard traditional fighting games before it went to like that open-world fighter. Yeah. So um, what console was this It was before this the Tenkaichi ones ruined yes. them. Yeah. Uh, this was on the PlayStation 2 and then it went on to Xbox 360 as like a remaster sort of thing. Okay. So in this particular version of the game, you'd pick, you know, your Goku or whatever like that. As you played the campaign, you unlocked abilities for each character. Um, so if you got your power level, you had like a little health bar, then you had an energy bar. If you charge up your energy, yeah. you can go to Super Saiyan 1. You could go all the way to Super Saiyan 4, I think it was, in Budokai 3. Yeah, it was all... The, oh, no. So it was to 3, and then you could play as 4. This I'm pretty sure. I don't think you could go to four in, as the character. There was yeah. a separate character for Super Saiyan 4. You could go to four. Was it? Yeah, you had to have your, your, the, all of your energy bars had to be full to go to four. Oh, okay. And okay. you could go as Gogeta. There's been so many Dragon Ball Z games. This I was had, probably yeah, one. Yeah, that, that, that was the best. Was it? Yeah. Because yeah. I had one every time. I think I bought a couple of Dragon Ball Z games, and every time I bought them, I'm like, please be good, because I loved the TV show as a kid. Mm. And they just always let me down. Maybe I just missed the mark on... Buying the actual one good game, but it was it was also like because you, you could customize each character, you could put in like there were cheat things you could do. Like so, if you had Freezer, you transformed to the final form of Freezer, and you beat me as Freezer, like Freezer would die, but then he'd come back as Mecha Freezer with a full bar of health. That's pretty. So cool. you'd have like a fraction left, and you just won, and then I'm back with a full bar of health. <laughs> so it was like the biggest cheat to play that game. Even if you played as like uh, Vegeta, you go as Margin Vegeta, get three bars of health. So like it was the biggest like who can last the longest game. It was awesome. I feel it's like fun. you played a lot of games and just... Cheated? Cheated. Maybe. <laughs> 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 Maybe. All right, my number four. Um, I'm pre- you guys will know this game for sure. You should know all of my games, really. Jack and Daxter. Uh, Never heard of it. It's not good. It's wow. Not good. You're over there with fucking... Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Duty. I'm sorry. It's not good. You guys are fucking idiots. Jack it's, and Daxter no, this, I, is I, one I of loved the best the se- games. I loved the second and the third one. But the third one. 
<laughs> You're an Wait, idiot. no, no. Which one's the third one? No, yes. no, the second one. Jack I like the second three. one. The second one. The second one was good, yeah. But, yeah, one and two, I would say, on par three was horrible. However, I never played the first one at an appropriate age for the first one. Well, that's probably so right. I played the second either one did and you, then went actually. back and tried to play you it. You didn't play it as a kid either, did you? Jack and Dexter 1. Yeah. Yeah, I played it as a kid. Yeah, Ryan, had, my brother had a PlayStation and we had Jack and Dexter. On PlayStation, PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. Yeah. I didn't like it. I don't think you did. That was when Jack... Uh, Dax is a normal person He falls into the black goo And turns into the little Mole rat thing Let's see if we That's can... the opening cinematic So you got very far <laughs> Let's see if we can upset Ian Ratchet and yeah. Clank Better yeah, or worse I don't like it okay, never mind. It's worse <laughs> um, Anyway Jack and Daxter was an amazing game um, Jack 2 as well I, I, did, also, I did play Jack 2 I also really liked Jack 2 kind of Give amped up it did. It gave him a voice, but it also amped up the difficulty a bit, but created a whole kind of a very Star Warsy kind it of gave feel you guns. almost. Yeah, it gave you guns. guns. And I still remember jumping up and uh, taking over on the speeder jet sort of yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. It was a lot more difficult of a game compared to number one. Didn't you break a controller playing these games? Jack again? 2. Jack <laughs> 2, I broke a controller on. He smashed a controller into the ground and the joysticks fell out. Yeah, it kind of went Google eyed that night. But. They wanted to. What you say about Google Eyes, huh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> yes, the first game and the second one were just amazing games. Really good fun. The first one was particularly really adventurous based game. The second one kind of went a bit away from adventure. It had a more linear story, but added in different guns and different ships and the hoverboard and things like that, as opposed to having this kind of adventury world. Getting precursor eggs. Go on. Because no, you don't collect it. things in any other game. No. No, never. <laughs> you guys are never done, never done that before. No. That's it. I'm going to rip I'll, into your I'll, list I'll, now. I'll, I'll, <laughs> rip in. I'll let you guess my next one. Ocarina Whoa, of Time. Whoa, help me. Ocarina. Thanks, Fox. I thought they had uh, me. Lilac Wars. Lilac Wars. Yay. Lilac Wars is good. It was a great game. But also, mind you, Lilac Wars and Rogue Squadron, they're pretty much both the same game. But Lilac Wars went on a path when you played it. it yeah, Lilac Wars was a path, open. whereas Rogue One was open. I had some open paths. So it's, it's obvious that I liked Flight... Simulator like, sort of games. <laughs> well, yeah. I used to, I used to yeah. deliberately knock the wings off my ship so it looks like it's crashing. So, so did I. Yeah. I used to see how much damage I could do to my ship and still be flyable. Like, I'm going down! <laughs> oh no! Because you automatically started to fall when your wings came off. And you had to compensate for it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. But that's, that's also the thing. I used to do that in driving games as well that had damaging cars. I used to like smash it into the side. So like, let's see how bad I can still drive this. And then the second that you smash it that little bit too much, you get really disappointed. Yeah. And back in those days, like, you used to, like, the graphics would be the same for when things got, like, hurt and stuff. Ships would have, like, two flames, and that's when you knew. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. when you knew you had one hit left. Yeah. Everything was very predictable. flames come out the side, get out. Yeah, things were very predictable back then. Nowadays, everything's got, you know, special Don't graphics. put the car on the water. <laughs> <laughs> but I still did love that about that game, that it was very linear, the levels, but it also allowed you to pick your own path. As you went yeah. to the final level, so it had a world map, and you got to pick which levels you wanted to play. So it gave you incentive. It gave you incentive to <laughs> <laughs> slippery, <laughs> slippery little sucker, slipper. Um, so it gave you some incentive to actually go back and play it again, which I did. I played that game over and over again. It's on the three DS. I feel issues. like oh really? Yeah, I I, I'm up against a wall here. I'm here saying fucking PlayStation. You guys are here with your Nintendo sixty fours. I haven't got a single Nintendo 64 <laughs> game on my list. Have you? No. Didn't I said ha- Dragon Ball and Jurassic Park. Yeah, That's Xbox. Yeah, you also had bad games. Go on. You mean I, I, I... No, you stay out of the fight, all right? <laughs> Jack and Dax is a good game. I like Jack too. 
Go on. Do it. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. So this is probably the one and only good movie tie-in video game. Oh, this will be good. Spider-Man Two. Was it based on the movie? Based on the movie. Okay, so it's not no, the good one I was thinking it's of. It's Spider-Man 2 Intro Electro, which was actually a good video game. Spider-Man 2 was awesome. It introduced the mechanic. The original Spider-Man was awesome as well. The original Spider-Man was awesome, but Spider-Man 2 introduced the mechanic of you could only web swing if your web could attach to things. So yeah. previous Spider-Man games, the web just went mm. randomly up into the sky. And that's what I, I thought know. about when I was a kid playing video games was the mechanics. Yeah, I was like, well, Spider-Man can't web swing over an ocean. Well, we were a little bit older at that point when that yeah. came out. We were... And uh, I remember raging so much of that game because there's a point where you need to chase after Mysterio or something. There's a Statue of Liberty and there's these things going going up to the Statue of Liberty and the game kept bugging out and wouldn't connect (laughs) to the next helicopter. I did it for like an hour before I went, fuck this game, I'm never playing it again. (laughs) There was one level I remember I couldn't get past where it was a side mission, you had to deliver pizzas. So you had to go across (laughs) town. You had to to go across town as Spider-Man with pizza on your back and a certain time of... But you couldn't double jump because if you double jump, you did a backflip. And if you flipped, you flipped the pizza. And oh, you can't yeah. flip the pizza because you ruined the pizza. So you're doing standard jumps, swinging around the city, and I couldn't fucking make the time. I, I always enjoyed the other cartoony Spider-Man games more. The mm. ones that were on PlayStation 1, I think. Yeah. Yep. And then once it went to PlayStation 2, that's when they made the, mo- the movie. It was the time with the movies, yeah. I loved the original Spidey, uh, Spider-Man game. When you team up... when you. Damn it, I was about to say that. <laughs> we're doing a surf the web. And then there was that... The, that, the Samaritan. You had to, you had to fight... Uh, what's it called? Um, Venom in the sewers. And he was going to drown Mary Jane. And then your brother's band is called Drowning Mary Jane. And that was the first thing I thought of was when he was going to kill Mary Jane in the sewers. I'm like, did he play Spider-Man as a kid? Not knowing what Drowning Mary Jane meant. Uh, I really want to go play that game now. Anyway. Ian, your turn. <laughs> My no. number three is Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. This is arguably one of, if not the best, Mario games ever made. Sunshine. Shut your mouth, you dirty slut. (laughs) Did you play Sunshine? I don't need to, because nobody owned a GameCube. (laughs) I owned a GameCube. (laughs) Exactly. I heard good things about Sunshine. Super Mario World is one of the best Mario games Would you say it's better than Mario 64? Well, I'm a bit biased because I had a. Super I'm a bit biased because that's uh, higher on my oh, list. I didn't so, have so, a 64. Wait, until so later. so it was a great game, but you didn't, didn't stick have... with Nintendo. You you went off to Sony. It was a great game, yet you didn't have the console. So I like Super Mario Sunshine, <laughs> the great game, didn't have the console <laughs> because Can nobody that... had the console. It was bad. But he, he, he's, he's right. <laughs> it was a bad console. He's right, you know. No, I didn't have a choice. I would have stuck with Nintendo, but my mum actually decided to. She had the option of going with PlayStation One or Nintendo sixty four, and my mum, being a, a very CD logical player. woman, picked the video game where we could get video games copied really cheap from Caribbean markets. Yeah, fair enough. Fair so enough. I had a real extensive catalog of games to choose. I had from. parents who loved me. They bought me both. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! But anyway, Super yes. Mario World is, uh, yes, one of the highest rated kind of Mario games ever created. It was a I'm trying to think if side scroll that. one, and you went all around the worlds, little islands of Yoshi's world at that point in time. And he had a cape. It was the first one to kind of introduce oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, you yeah. could fly, and it was the first one I believe to ever have Yoshi in it as well. And it had all the Iggy, Azalea. Yes, Iggy Azalea. <laughs> really? Yes. 
<laughs> so yes, it was, a, it was a really good game. In which case, you probably also noticed that our number one in our top ten countdown is actually Bowser's theme from that game. Oh, I didn't notice. You've got a good memory. I think his list is solely Nintendo. It is not. Oh, I, no, yeah, Jack. Jack and yeah. Daxa and Wolfenstein. <laughs> Nintendo. This is the first Nintendo one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about me? All yours are 64. Xbox. <laughs> Tom. All right, so my number three, and just I don't think we said this earlier, the rules were that we had to be 15 years or younger. Yes. So this was released when we were 15. Uh, and I must say it... Uh, yes, go on. No, I'm, just, I'm like, like, I'm drum rolling with my voice for you. Uh, oh. That didn't sound like judgmental drum. Now, I would say this is the pinnacle before the first person shooter decided to go downhill. Call oh, of Duty 4, Modern no, Warfare. No, I didn't like it. I loved it. You made me buy it and I fucking hated it. It was honestly, in my opinion, it's the best first person shooter I've ever played. You I got me it. off Rainbow Six Vegas 2 to play that. Immediately went back to Vegas 2. Well, one of those two games is very well known. Yeah. Vegas too. <laughs> okay, alright. Uh, yeah, one of them even got a HD re-release. <laughs> Vegas too. <laughs> <laughs> backwards compatible. It was backwards compatible first. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas two was available on the Xbox One before fucking Call of Duty four. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no. I, no. I support your decision, Tom. Well, thank you. I wouldn't really what call it. I wouldn't really call it a that sniper level childhood. we had to we had to hey, watch. Hey, the hey, flag. the rules were fifteen or below, and, yeah. I, I, and I wanted something on my list that wasn't a Nintendo sixty four game. The <laughs> because the, everything else is <laughs> the level where you had to snipe watch. the dude, and there was the flag, and you had to like watch out for wind resistance. That was cool. I shot that motherfucker in the head though, and he should have been dead from the get go. <laughs> Not oh no, you actually missed him. No, I didn't. I don't miss. <laughs> In miss. campaign, I put it on easy and don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> he plays everything. I have auto aim on. I don't miss. <laughs> Twirls his mustache. But yes, you yes. played this a lot, Tom. You were I, almost you professional. Did. I played a lot. I was, that was back when I was actually very good at uh, first-person shooters. Oh, My is, skills are gone. That got, used to be the uh, the rage point as well. I used to get the M16 with a three burst and a noob tube on the bottom of it and just piss mm. Tom off big time. Don't you remember the fucking noob tube? Tom, yeah, that, Tom, that was, I was yeah. angsty 15-year-old swearing yeah, into a you headset. You had thumbs like RPGs. Willy the Groundskeeper, like Space Invaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your that was your big wheel, that thing. Hmm? It was a good game. You loved was it. Was it that one or it the second one that had um, no Russian? Second one. Second, second one. one? Second one. Yeah, that was very controversial. was. But yes, that game really is why we have the first-person kind of games that we have today. I think yeah. it was one of the first games that, if correct me if I'm wrong, that was like pull R to, uh, L2 or the left trigger to aim. Because no, if for Rainbow Six, it was click the stick to aim. I don't know. I'm not actually sure. But it, 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 was, a, it was a big game. It, it was, was the first huge. one to make first-person shooters competitive, really. Yes. Before that, it wasn't a competitive thing. It was never considered a competitive gaming thing to have it as a first-person shooter. Mm. Yeah. But that really introduced it. Arguably with Halo 1 sort of had it, but that was still on the same console split screen. This was the first one to really do it online. Online. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. What's your next one, Diddy? What's your numero tuo? Now, I don't know if any of you played this game, but I loved it. And if it was backwards compatible, original Xbox backwards compatible, I would spend $100 buying it again. Simpsons Hit and Run. I did play it. Any of you play? Yeah, I played it a little and it got, bit. It's a little bit. Got pretty good reviews. It, it was Grand Theft Auto. It's Simpsons. one of those ones that is um, very popular now in terms of nostalgia. A lot of people are talking about it and want it remade and remastered. Mm. And 
But because it wasn't a big map like Grand Theft Auto, it was painting the character you played depended on where you played in Springfield. So what consoles was this on? Uh, PlayStation 2 and Xbox, and I think as well maybe GameCube. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And um, they were like... For both the people that owned a GameCube, you might remember that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the they had like the hidden areas that if you played as Homer in the starting area, you could go through the stonecutter's like underground tunnel. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, cool. You could take uh, the Shut rocket up. car. <laughs> Cletus was... A- Got, no, who was the guy who... Cletus wrote, the Slack, John Yoko. Who was the guy who originally hey, Mark, invented... Get um, off the damn roof! <laughs> who was the guy who invented the um, Itchy and Scratchy? Oh, the fat cartoonist it. guy or the, the bum guy? The bum. You oh. could go to his house and steal his rocket car. Really? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could drive the um, Mr. Player. You could drive the, um, the go-kart yeah, yeah. racer that's like in season two of The Simpsons for Bart. There were so many like cool hidden vehicles you could take and then there was a halloween themed one where like everyone was a zombie that's cool it was sweet i would love to have a simpsons video game again and i think that's probably the only way to kind of make it work would be to do another like hit and run style yeah. game that yeah. nods at all of these things yeah it was amazing it was awesome it was really really cool mm. Mm. a good mm. choice good choice mm. thank you i never played it but good choice my number two and I couldn't really narrow it down to one specific, so I just made it the whole trilogy of Crash Bandicoot. <sighs> Crash Bandicoot, amazing games, and you can't even say it wasn't because because everyone loves Crash it's Bandicoot. It's a lot better than Jack and Daxter. I agree. Higher <laughs> <laughs> the list. Um, but really, the one that if I have to narrow it down to the one that is the most my childhood, not Twin necessarily sanity. the. I'll kill you. <laughs> Not necessarily the best one, but the one that is the most my childhood is actually number three. Clash of the Titans. Because, fuck off! (laughs) Crash Bandicoot 3, Warped, um, mostly because it was the easiest of the three, so that was the one I just kind of beat the easiest. Have you finished any of them on the PlayStation remake? I haven't. And also, John from Now and and Technicolor has beaten your Crash Bandicoot score and would like to formally challenge you to... Furthermore, Crash Bandicoot challenges. Bring it up, bitch. <laughs> He's finished the game 100% and collect all gems. I have a life. I can't do these things. <laughs> the only trophy no, he doesn't no, you have don't. is time You've been playing Mario. Mario's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's challenging you to more uh, Crash Bandicoot. Let's do it. Some more time trials off? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm ready for that. He was- but anyway, Crash Bandicoot, amazing. Great soundtrack. Great gameplay. It is a little hard if you think of it now, but at that point in time, with those mechanics, it made sense. Yep. But, yes, such fun gameplay. And that's what I miss about video games these days is we don't get that much fun anymore except from Nintendo. Fun. I've heard you scream at a television from Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, but... How is that fun? Fun games. They're just, like, they're just silly fun, like cartoony fun. And that's what Nintendo does so well. And it's just a shame that we don't get more of those kinds of games anymore. Okay. I can understand that. And it was also different as well because it wasn't necessarily side-scroller. It was that sort of moving forward yeah, or moving very away. Different. Yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy at the time because people kind of wondered whether or not it actually counted as being a 3D game because that's what PlayStation wanted to make, 3D games because that's where everything was moving at that point in yeah, time yeah. from 2D to 3D. And Mario 64 had just come out, which was obviously 3D. Yeah. And this... A lot of people were like, is it 3D? It's still kind of not, but it worked anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of rivalry at that point in time between Crash Bandicoot and Mario. Mm. Okay. Number two. Golden Eye. <laughs> so, yeah. tell us the story of the movie, Tom. <laughs> the movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go on. 
Um, yeah, so what I've actually written down here is Goldeneye, and I've also sort of like... Uh, what did you just do? I nearly fell over. <laughs> Standing is not his forte. And I've got a forward slash. It's hard when you have three balls, it puts your centre of gravity <laughs> off. <laughs> Maybe I can kick it up like a tri And <laughs> uh, I've got a forward slash perfect dark. Mainly because it's, it's the, the same, same game, game with a different skin over you the top. You had Elvis of it. the Alien. Yes, dark. I did love that. I yeah. actually but never really played um, Perfect Dark. I played Goldeneye a little bit because my cousins had the 64 and I had the PlayStation. So the only times I got to play 64 was when I went to my cousin's house. Well, if your cousins had so a I fucking GameCube, you could have played Sunshine then, couldn't you? I could have, but then I would have had to have to hung myself. <laughs> had to had to hung myself. <laughs> I have to, had to. But essentially, I just kept playing the same level on Goldeneye over and over again, which is an amazing the level. The dam? Yes. Yeah. Such a good yeah. level. And that was the thing. And the multiplayer on that game when it first came out, oh, loved it. Played so many hours of that game. However, I've tried to go back and play it again. Hard. Jesus. Yeah. You can't, like, go, you can't you play his old job. You have to stop, push the button, move the stick, then fire the other button. And you're just like, Not very intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know if you couldn't play his odd job because if you played his odd job, you had to manually aim to shoot him. You well, didn't automatically lock no, on. I remember it, most circles that I played the game with, odd job was ban. <laughs> Because he was too short and you couldn't shoot him. Yeah, because if you because if you fired forwards, you go went over his head and everybody's like, "No, you're cheating! You're cheating!" You're that and he had like an, he had a free extra weapon, which was his hat. Oh. So like, if your gun ran out of ammo, instead of doing the karate chop, you just pulled out your hat. That's pretty cool. But ben. yeah, it was a really good game, and I really did enjoy Perfect Dark as well, which was a bit different. That had is, some aliens. That is on Xbox. We can if Ian hasn't played it, we could make Ian play it. Play the original Perfect Dark. Yeah. Have they remapped the controls? Is it still the same? Like you have to stop, push the button, and uh, yeah, these these games. Know. You know, the games might have not been very intuitive, but at least the Nintendo sixty four controller really made sense for your hands. Three prongs, <laughs> like my two testicles. hands, like my testicles. I, 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 I stand by Mario Kart. I still uh, not Mario Kart. Mario Party. I still have calluses on my palms. Could yeah, be you put the band aids over the stick to make sure you don't rip your hand open. <laughs> I never thought of doing that. Really, you're an idiot. <laughs> I put band aids over. You know it. what? As bad as that controller was it could always be worse how was the gamecube duty i didn't mind the gamecube the hang controller on. The looked game like you controller. dropped it in a bucket of skittles <laughs> the gamecube controller is still used to this day and is a, you can fucking use it, it on actually, switch yeah they're actually thank you very much that doesn't make it shut the fuck up remake it. you know what else is coming Such back is controller. the duke controller which is the big original xbox controller they're remaking it for the xbox one why it was awesome i liked it I like nostalgia bones. No, That's fat. the only reason people are doing this. Too, nostalgia too. bones. I thought it was all right. No, the, the the I loved the S controller when it came out, so the smaller one. The, yeah, and then yeah, but I actually quite liked the Duke. I thought it was like massive rumble packs on the inside of it. Yeah, I don't know. I th- personally think that the current controller is the best controller. I prefer it to the PlayStation controller. The Elite. Down. The Elite yeah. controllers. Three six. The three sixty and the Xbox One controllers are probably the almost perfect controller mm. to the point where the Nintendo versions their pro controllers are almost exact same yeah. yeah so number one guys number, number one. one thanks Tom thanks man <laughs> so my number five was Jurassic Park Genesis You're welcome. Uh, Project Genesis <laughs> number four was Dragon Ball Z Bordecai 3 number three was Spider-Man 2 number two was Simpsons Hit and Run and number one I fucking loved this game as a kid it is the original Star Wars Battlefront. The original Star Wars Battlefront. Um, so we, it's essentially it. You played as a, a Stormtrooper or a Rebel. There was, or you could play as a clone or whatever. But there was no... You couldn't play as a hero. There were no space battles. It was all ground battles. Or there'd be a level on like Bespin, Cloud City sort of thing. But it was just that perfect game of like... 
I'm just a stormtrooper. I'm not someone big and famous. You could have a hero on the field and they were robot controlled, but you couldn't play as a hero. You couldn't own the battlefield as a hero. You had to actually work together as a team being standard stormtroopers. Unfortunately, this is another one I missed out on in my childhood, but it is very popular. And then in Battlefront 2, we got... I know. Battlefront 2 is when we got controllable heroes and space battles. Yeah, because I, I know that I said it before. Um, I was really surprised when the first Battlefront, like the remar- uh, remake one, mm. came out. The excitement behind it. Because I remember Battlefront 1 and 2 and how much I loved it. And yeah. it was at that time where it wasn't really huge on the internet. And I had no idea that so many other people had played it and loved it the same way that yeah. I had. Because it was a, it was a brilliant game. It's hard mm. looking at it now with the backwards compatible. You look at it and you go like such an empty game. But at that point in time, that's what games were like. It's hard yeah. to con- kind of compare it. But that yeah. was like the controls were really simple as well. Like I used to do split screen, and I would be the pilot of a Y wing, and a friend of mine would be like the turret because there's like a spinning gun on the back of a Y wing. So it'd be that coordination. If you went in first person, you got the HUD of oh, the cockpit of inside the ship, as well as like proper first person Call of Duty style first person. The yeah. third person was third person. Mm. And you could do a barrel roll. That was the greatest. <laughs> That's my number one. I'm sticking with it. It's a good... It's, I, I, like I, like it. It. I like it. I like it. I didn't get to play it, but it was a good good number one. We need to make you play like Perfect Dark and Battlefront 1. I can make you play all the games that you've never played. Like Mario Sunshine? Like my number one. Are so my sure number five, as a summary, my number five was Wolfenstein 3D. On the Nintendo. No. <laughs> <laughs> my number four was Jack and Daxter. My number three was Super Mario World. My number two was the Crash Bandicoot trilogy because I couldn't narrow it down. And my number one pick was also on the Super Nintendo. Of the NBA draft 2018. <laughs> was A Link to the Past. Yeah, you won't get me playing that. Oh, God. I've actually never played it either. Well, you guys really missed out because this is also up there with many of the other big Zelda games. And it is the last of the kind of... At that point in time, that's what Zelda was. It was top, top down. Top view. So this was the last of the top down before we go to the 64. Um, but we do still get top downs in Game, game Boy and things like that. Mm. That continued. But this was the first as a main Zelda game. And it was so well done. Um, you essentially got two worlds in the game. You've got the exact same map and world as the dark world. The upside down. If you want to think of it like that, yes. <laughs> um, so everything from Mount Doom was made. Mount Doom. That's what it's called in Zelda. It's really called Mount Doom. Yeah. yeah. Where the uh, Gorons live. Yeah. Mount Doom. Yeah. Lord of the Rings Mount Doom. I think so. Unless Ma- I'm getting my things bunked up. Anyway. Lake <laughs> Hillier. Uh, Lord of the Rings is called Mount Doom. Uh, you've got Lake Hillier. Everything place to place is exactly copied, except you go from this clean crisp world of all these soldiers and then when you go into the dark world of zelda and link to the past what happens is they become death, monsters death mountain death mountain thank you <laughs> man doom oh, same thing but different anyway like Helia, all these iconic places they change from being these soldiers of the castle to monsters and this monstrous world uh, the main villain not until the end does the villain become Ganon. And that's the story is actually really good as well. So Ganon's the villain in every single Zelda game? More or less, yes. Okay. Um, but that's what was different about this one as well, and that's what I like, is the main villain was actually a wizard. Agon... Agon... I'm going to say it wrong. Agonim? Agonim? Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> I'll believe you. Thank you. 
He's a wizard that works Harry. for the castle, essentially. Um, he's an evil wizard and who kind of worships Ganon. Okay. And then because of that, he becomes Ganon, so to speak. It's hard to explain, but it had like a really good story to it. Did Amazing. you finish it? Yes, I did. Okay. Many, many, many times. That's how good it was. Amazing soundtrack. Really clever puzzles in all... Because it's top view. Puzzles are so much easier to do in that... Yeah, I'm stuck on Twilight. It's hard to kind of... Princess or whatever it's yeah. called. Is that the new one? Uh, no. Breath of the Wind. That's one. Breath, Breath of the, the Wild. Wild. <laughs> Mad Doom. <laughs> Three tests. We're all doing well here. <laughs> but yes, definitely my most kind of uh, nostalgic... Okay. Game. I'm not going to be mean. I haven't played it. I can't judge it. But Tom. <laughs> I have to recap first. Okay. My number five was Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Great game. Great record. Great record. I don't know what that was. Uh, number four was Like That Wars. Great record. Number three was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Shit record. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. Number two was 007 GoldenEye slash Perfect Dark. And number one, I am well aware that you both probably know what this is going to be. I can't guess. Batman. <laughs> Batman? Batman, you were saying? Uh, it's going to be Superman 64. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Superman 64. <laughs> was. Did you ever play <laughs> Superman 64? It was fucking yes, awful. I, I did play it. Um, oh got it from the video store. One of those things was, like, Mom, Mom, can I borrow it? And then disappointment for the next 24 Your number hours. one. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Shut up, Ian. The Legend of Zelda... Ocarina of Time. Two Zelda games made the top. Two Zelda games, and I think they're well-deserved. I absolutely loved this game. I think it was one of the first games where you've obviously got Mario 64, which takes you to other worlds and stuff like that. Mm. Um, But to me, that was a bit disjointed going into different things. This was a whole map, a whole Mm. different experience um, for me personally. I'm pretty sure, yeah, my brother bought it, and then I had my own account on it. It was just like, yeah, let's play this... At every opportunity when he's not home. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you really got to think about it for the time as well. That was something that nobody had ever seen before, such an open 3D world like that. Yeah. yeah like, no. There was no game out like that at that point in time. It was uh, like such innovation had, when yeah, it came in. The most um, you had to compare it to was Mario 64, which was this cartoony kind of world, and Zelda was monsters, and and it was just so... The first and it was that change in sort of, uh, like, obviously the gameplay didn't change that much, but also being able to play as Kid Link and then going and becoming Adult Link. You become Adult Link? <laughs> you never <laughs> made it that far. I got lost. I've got your... Uh, the first time I played it was on the 3DS, and I got lost and kicked a chicken, and that didn't go down well. And this is the thing You don't kick the chickens. I kicked the chicken and in got no killed. In no Zelda game do you kick the chickens. Yeah. Um, no, but it, and it was going from Kid Link to Adult Link and then having tasks that you can only do by going from Kid Link to Adult Link. It added an extra mechanic and extra layer of depth. This is what um, I think the Zelda games always did so well is they have such good storylines that interweave with gameplay. Mm. Um, for instance, the one I was talking about where the, you change between the worlds as you go, you get a mirror and you can change from Dark World to Normal World. That's a little bit puzzles. of that mask of Majora's yeah. Mask or something, isn't it? Isn't it changing worlds? Mm-hmm. Isn't there changing worlds? I, in I didn't Mask? play Majora's Mask. Uh, Majora's Masks had a whole heap of different mechanics because yeah. you got like fifty different masks, which all oh, okay. different abilities okay. and stuff. But it's very similar with Ocarina of Time as well, changing from adult to young kid Link. And but the Zelda games are also very set out the same, very formulaic sort of. In that mm, you yeah. get three, and then you something very drastic Open changes in the yeah. storyline. 
yeah. with with the, a link to the past, the one that I played on Super Nintendo, you got these three kind of jewels, and then everything changed. Something big happens in the storyline, and then you it opens you up to the world even more, and you have to collect seven. Which is kind of exactly the ex- exact same, same thing happened, because yeah. I'm pretty sure it was you collect the three gems, then you become an adult, and then I think you collect seven or Would eight, have been very similar. Seven yeah. or eight sages, their coins, and then you go in reverse. Um, and it's a good formula because Ganon. if you think about it, like any good storyline, there's always a pivot point to the story, and that's when things really shoot forward storyline wise. So before we wrap up, do you guys have, if because if, we, we decided this that you, you had to be the ages 15 or younger, if you could pick any game for your nostalgia thing, what would it be as an as a honorable mention? Honourable honorable mention. Honourable mention. Um, Looks at your list of five. <laughs> no, well, because I'm, I'm starting to think now because I'm trying to think of the best honourable mention because as much as I loved Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask wasn't as well received as that game, mainly because it probably used the same sprites or the same character the models and stuff, yeah. I did love Majora's Mask as well. Okay. Uh, my honourable mention would probably be Sly Raccoon. That was good. That was a really fun game. That was um, good. And it had this cartoony style to it as well, which worked really well with the PlayStation 2's graphics mm. that made it look even better. Yeah. Um, and it was such a fun game, the mechanics of having the hook and like these really fun cartoony characters of this hippo and the turtle that were like your team. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, another <clears throat> game that I f- clocked and loved. And the villain was a really cool villain with this amazing storyline that he basically killed your parents and ripped apart this book. And as you go, you unlock all these cool powers. Mm. So, yeah, I really loved that game as well as a kid. Yeah, I I think I did pinch your PlayStation 2 off you at one point and and you suggested to play that. I I couldn't couldn't tell you what any of the others are like because I never played any other mini sequels of Sly Raccoon, but that one, the first one was... But you do, your honourable mention. Um... Ian doesn't like this game. I don't know if Tom does like this game or not, but I thoroughly enjoyed and I got 100%, I think, achievements on this game was um, Splinter Cell Conviction. That game I played back to front on the hardest difficulty without getting seen. I loved it. You did I, love I it. I never played Conviction, I don't think. I've played some of the others. I and mean, You've loved all the Splinter Cell games, haven't you? Um, yes and no. Some of them I didn't enjoy. Like, I didn't enjoy that double agent one, but the multiplayer was really good. Mm-hmm. But Conviction was... You're no longer a spy for a Secret Service agent. You're like a rogue renegade agent sort of thing. Yeah. And you're getting revenge on your daughter's death. And it was just this awesome mechanic that if you took out someone silently without getting seen, you got a sort of an instant kill marker. And then you could use that to highlight people and kill them all at once if you needed to. And the stealth mechanics was if you weren't being seen, rather than having a little button on your back that told you the thing, it went to black and white. So I've if you were hidden, like, it went black and white. It was like the idea of... <coughs> The Splinter Cell games and the character and the, just the coolness of them. But then when I play it, it just doesn't click with me. Mm. The sneaking around stuff just does not go sneaky, naturally even though I'm wanting sneaky, to sneaky. kill things. Yeah, I'm always one of the people in the games where it's like, oh, you can sneak or go full force. Full, full force. force. Well, there was there was the multiplayer version as well where it would be spies versus soldiers, I think it was. I remember The that, spies yeah. needed to like sneak in. They had no weapons. They had to what sneak in. What console did this come out on, sorry? 360. Yeah, okay. 360. So they had to like sneak in, steal some files or data and sneak out. So the spies played as Sam Fisher, but the soldiers played like Call of Duty. So they had guns and grenades and drones and stuff when the spies just had like... EMPs and smoke grenades and stuff. Can I have a second honourable mention? Yes. Bio- I kind of want one Bioshock. Too. Bioshock, we you know you could I have had Bioshock, Bioshock on there. I know I should have, but mm. Bioshock is on my one of my honourable mentions. Uh, yeah. I, if I was going to swap something out, maybe <clears throat> Jack Wolfenstein. And 
No, Jack Dexter was good. Wolfenstein, I might trade out because I didn't play that as much. Bioshock, such a good game. Such an enthralling story. It took me a while Amazing to it, world. Yeah. And the twist. Including Infinite had an amazing Infinite, twist as well. Infinite yeah, was, it was good. Was a great game. It was very good. But that's that's it for episode 41. Oh, Tom, did you have another? He did. Didn't you say you wanted another one? I changed my mind. You don't no, want no, you can, no, 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 go on. No, no, no. Okay. Just from a purely nostalgia point of view. Yeah. The original Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah. Just I because I just Nukem. distinctly remember. I'm not actually sure whether 3D, I did play mean. it or whether I just yeah. watched the my brother and my father play it. But I remember watching it and being like, ah, this is great. And I was so little that when he was like peeing at the urinal, I was like, ha ha, he's peeing. Yeah. <laughs> actually, Star Wars Dark Forces. Dark Forces that was, was actually that a was, great game as well. That was a first-person shooter, but it was the first first-person shooter so where you could... So much for our top five list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. <laughs> it's an honorable mention. Where you could jump and you could look up. Ooh, it was the first first-person shooter where you could mechanics. do that. Crazy mechanics. <laughs> yeah. And you stole the planes of the Death Star. That was the first level. Crazy. Mm. Mm. But that's it for episode 41. We do hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm actually going to put a Twitter poll up to see who has the better list. Mm. Mm. If I don't win, I'm going to crack a hizzy. Crack a hissy. I, I, crack, I crack a hissy think in the you're fizzy. probably going to win. I don't know. I feel like COD 4 is going to drag me down. I don't I have, think COD 4 is going to get you a lot of votes. I don't American? have any yeah. 64 games on here, and 64 seems to be a big... Or any GameCube games, for that fact. <laughs> yeah, for both of those voters. <laughs> Mario Sunshine, <laughs> Smash Bros. Keep Smash going. Smash Bros. is pretty good. Um, Mario Kart Double Dash. That was pretty cool. Um, yes, so uh, let's see who wins. Yes. Let's see who wins. So, for people, if you want to give us a... If you do enjoy this episode, which we do hope you do, if you want to leave us a review, that'd be awesome. If you hated us, leave us a review or message don't, us. Or let's don't, 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 don't leave us a review. Uh, <laughs> don't, ruin no. our, don't ruin our stars. No, you'll hurt our feelings. Yes. <laughs> Ian will cry. Yes, it's very... Uh, the puppy Marge. <laughs> Look at the puppy Marge. That's your hat. Leave us it's a review good to- on Apple Podcasts or your app of choice. Yes. And uh, check us out on our social media. We do some pretty funny Fridays. Funny Fridays. Funny Fridays. Um, the thesaurus dinosaur mm, was pretty So you can good. find us on Instagram, shaken underscore not underscore, underscore nerd, nerd underscore pod. We got Facebook. Shaken not nerd. Facebook.com slash shaken not nerd. Mm. I actually remembered it this time. We have a Snapchat, which is led by Tom. How's that going, Tom? going great <laughs> back and, to you ken <laughs> but our and next episode is going to be a big one it's a big one for me justice league yes mm. and battlefront 2 this could go either way boys but fingers crossed early reviews i got are, high hopes early reviews no, are out and they say no, it's not a, not nowhere near as bad as um batman superman <laughs> don't you love when the reviews say well it's not as it's bad. not as bad no. as what you remember <laughs> Without giving anything away, they say it's good, but the story is eh. Yeah, I've heard the characterization is good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It looks like a Snyder film. It sounds like a Whedon film. That's the way they've said it. Okay. So, only one way to find out. We've got to watch it. Fingers crossed. Let's IMAX. jump in. We'll see you next week. I've been in huge footlong Johnson. I've been Tom. And I've been the winner of this week, Duty. <laughs> yeah. Not like <laughs> When I say theme, you say... <laughs> You want to do it again? Chica-chica. No, you did to me. The loudest. <laughs> this was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.